that if this show is brought to you by Safety FM. sexual situations and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It does not matter who the host is, that is for sure. Anyways, how are you? I hope you are doing fantastic on this lovely hump day, also known as Wednesday. Anyways, today's August the 31st of 2022. Day 243 of the year and only 122 days left to go. So there you go. Some always some interesting times uh, when it comes to that standpoint, uh, when we start talking and going, hey, this is all that there is uh, left to do. Because we were meant so for so much more. Okay, no, maybe that's a that's maybe that's a different thing. Uh, so, anyways, we are broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, and of course. We are coming across the multiverse known as Safety FM, and then we are hanging out with our friends and colleagues at that other place. Stop. Stop. What you are doing, Radio Big, is in the mix. Yes, yes, yes. In the mix of the things to do at Radio Big. Dot FM. Uh, so there you go. Anyways, we're doing all kinds of fun stuff this morning, hanging out, doing the things that we need to talk about. Hopefully, you've been have been 
excellent over the last 23 hours or so because maybe that was the last time uh that you and i got to hang out and do the things that we get to do together uh so that's some of the the stuff that we get to talk about today um with that being said well of course if you're new to the show let's talk a little bit about what is going on we do talk about safety in the news news and safety and all that kind of fun stuff if you want to know that uh what we do is we bring in some professional broadcasters they talk about what is going on inside of the world and then we we kind of come back in and talk about it a little bit more and go from there. Also, on the other side, if you want to interact with the show, the, the simplest way to do this, it's a pretty simple process. All you have to do is go to callinradio.com. That will get you into the system here, and then we'll get everything moving and grooving from that particular standpoint. We think we think we'll get everything moving and grooving from that particular standpoint and then see what exactly is going on um, inside of that world. Uh, so then we kind of go from there. Anyways, outside of that, uh, normally, well, we normally start off with what is, uh, well, in the trends, don't we? I think that maybe that's what we should probably start off doing today as well. Here is what was trending. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, with that being said, let's start talking right away about the things that were hitting the multiverse yesterday. Twitter Circle landed on Twitter's top 10 trends on Tuesday as the new feature allows Twitter users to send tweets to certain people and share thoughts with a smaller group of followers. For those old enough to remember MySpace, I think of, you know, of your top six friends, expect this to be the case, but it's about 150 of your nearest friends. Uh, for some sake, um, that would actually be the whole Twitter uh, lineup, uh, just in case if you were wondering. Also, in some other news, Kid Rock was trending yesterday. Do you know why? Maybe we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, also, what else was going on? What else did we see out there? Oh, yeah, Twitter users, uh, Taxio Katu tweeted on Tuesday, if the band names were literally what would be the worst concert to attend. Uh, the top answer, of course, became Butthole Surfers. Um, and just in case um, you were wondering, Butthole Surfers is a real is a real band, just in, just in case if you're wondering. Uh, I, I don't want you to have any doubts there uh, because that is the case because there are a real band that does exist. So don't get, um, don't get worried about it, but it is the truth that there is a band call that um anyway so there you go a lot of stuff uh anyways um some stuff is coming in through the box already yes we are now back on on linkedin and twitch so thank you for the question uh but like i always say the easiest one the easiest one to interact with is the simplest one all at the same time too if you just go to safetyfm.com and then click on where it says visual radio if you want to see this, and I don't know why you want to put yourself through this torture, uh, because understand that we are a radio station first, uh, followed by everything else that we tend to do. And yes, we are still super excited about being on that place with Radio Big. Prepare yourself. We are now being distributed on iHeartRadio. Listen on iHeartRadio app. Radio Big. Yep, Radio okay, Big is hanging out over there on that side of the house being distributed on iHeartRadio. So, yeah, some exciting times as that is coming around and about and so on. So, there you go. Some information for you right there. Anyways, with that being said, I think it's time to bring in the pro broadcasters. Let them talk about what is going on inside of the world of the news and safety. Uh, so, we'll go ahead and bring them in now to get that rolling. Here is the news on the Raising Our Safety Show. 
NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The Justice Department is asking a federal judge to reject a request by former President Trump to appoint a special master to review documents seized at Mar-a-Lago. More from Rory O'Neill. Lawyers for former President Trump are asking for an independent arbiter to review documents seized during the FBI raid at his Florida estate. They sued to block investigators from pouring over the materials until one could be appointed by the court. In a Tuesday night court filing, the DOJ argued the former president, quote, lacks standing to seek judicial relief or oversight as to presidential records because those records do not belong to him. President Biden has approved a request from the state of Mississippi to declare a federal emergency for the city of Jackson and surrounding areas due to its ongoing water crisis. The declaration made last night clears the way for the Jackson water system to receive financial and other assistance as it deals with both boil water notices and problems with low or no water pressure. In addition, Governor Tate Reeves announced Tuesday that a rented water pump has been placed at a treatment plant, which will produce an extra 4 million gallons of water a day to supplement pressure issues. A prolonged and dangerous heat wave is building over the West Coast. More from Nika Magajas. National Weather Service meteorologist Adam Roser says high temperatures are set to soar from Montana to San Diego. This is definitely a very um, kind of a rare of heat events uh, for this time of year. Roser says the heat will begin Tuesday with a gradual warm-up each day through the week, peaking during the holiday weekend. A high-pressure system is moving into the region, creating a heat dome, which is the reason for the intense and extreme conditions. Dozens of heat records in the western U.S. are forecast to either be tied or broken this week. Meteorologists say the hottest areas will be in the southwest. Dow futures are falling after Wall Street's third straight day of losses. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. If you think local radio sucks, wait till you hear our free form station, Radio Big. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. World leaders are paying tribute to Mikhail Gorbachev, who's died at 91. Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak are making a final push to win over Conservative Party members in the race to be the next UK Prime Minister. The US has announced $30 million of support to help Pakistan with flooding and the Japanese government's finalising plans for a state funeral for murdered former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, despite intensifying public opposition. Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. President Biden is paying tribute to Mikhail Gorbachev after the news of the former Soviet leader's death. Trey Thomas reports. In a statement Tuesday, Biden called him a man of remarkable vision. Biden served on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee during Gorbachev's time as Moscow's leader. Gorbachev is credited with helping end the Cold War and played a key role in retooling relations with the U.S. He was 91 years old. New details are emerging about Sunday's shooting at an Oregon grocery store, including that the gunman who killed two people before killing himself fired more than 100 rounds. More from Brad Ford. Bend police say 20-year-old Ethan Miller fired shots at his pickup in the parking lot of the nearby apartments where he lived. He then fired rounds into the outside of a Costco and Big Lots before entering the Safeway. Miller legally bought the AR-15 and shotgun used in the attack. He had four magazines of 30 rounds for the AR-15 when he killed himself in the store. He had more ammunition in his truck and apartment. Miller previously worked for Safeway. Police have not said whether they've learned a motive for the shooting. 
A nurse accused of killing six in a crash in California earlier this month is said to have lost consciousness before the accident. Authorities say Nicole Linton was speeding at about 90 miles per hour when she ran a red light and slammed into traffic. Her attorney says Linton has been struggling with bipolar disorder for four years and suffered what doctors called an apparent lapse of consciousness when the accident happened. NASA will make a second attempt to launch its new Artemis One rocket on Saturday. More from Rory O'Neill. Monday's attempt was scrubbed because a sensor suggested engine number three of four in the SLS rocket wasn't chilled down enough. On Saturday's launch attempt, NASA will adjust the fueling schedule to give them more time to confirm temperatures. It will all be data-driven. The team's looking at the data. Um, They will come forward if there are any changes to this particular launch commit criteria. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves, only on Safety FM. Right now, our country feels divided, but there's a place where people are coming together. I got to tell you, I was nervous to talk to someone so different than me. Me too, but I'm glad we are. Love Has No Labels and One Small Step are helping people with different political views, beliefs, and life experiences come together through conversation, and it feels good. Wow, your story is so... uh, Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) When people actually sit down, talk, and listen to one another, they can break down boundaries and connect as human beings. At lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step, you can listen to amazing, life-changing conversations and find simple tools to start a conversation of your own. I know one thing. This conversation gives me hope. It gives me a lot of hope, too. Take a step toward bringing our country and your community together by having the courage to start a conversation at lovehasnolabels.com slash one small step. A message from StoryCorps, Love Has No Labels, and the Ad Council. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. What happened to Philip K. Dick from February to March 1974 would change him forever. For the next eight years, he attempted to explain in writing his experience of the entire universe transformed into information. Enter the letters, dreams, and journal entries of the mind behind Blade Runner and a scanner darkly. Learn the genesis of the Valis trilogy and the stories behind other classic Dick novels. Houghton Mifflin Harcourt is proud to present The Exegesis of Philip K. Dick, edited by Pamela Jackson and Jonathan Leatham. Experience the ultimate quest into a cosmic mystery like no other. 
touch genius. Do you have a claim and not sure where to turn? Coastal Claim Consultants are professionally licensed and bonded public insurance adjusters employed exclusively by you, the policyholder, to represent you after sustaining an insured loss. They assist policyholders in all aspects of processing the claim, working closely with the insured to provide the most equitable and timely settlement possible. They will provide you with comprehensive service, anything from inspecting the law site, analyzing damages, compiling claim support data, reviewing applicable coverages, assessing replacement costs of damages, and negotiating your settlement. The adjusters at Coastal Claim Consultants will evaluate your claim for no upfront cost whatsoever. Coastal Claim Consultants' fee is based on contingency contracts and are paid when the insurance company sends you a check and it's in your possession. Coastal Claim Consultants are licensed to assist you in the following states. Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, and South Carolina. Carolina. For more information, go to coastal-cc.com. That's coastal-cc.com. For more information, lighting the way to recovery. Coastal Claim Consultants. Warning. Listening to other radio stations could cause testicle shrinkage. I'm talking truth. Okay, there you go. 16 minutes past the top of the hour as you and I are hanging out on this lovely Wednesday. You know, no, there's hump day. Uh, So there you go. Anyways, with that being said, let's get into the list of the things that we need to talk about because that's going to be important for you and me as we get to hang out and do all the fun stuff that we get to do. Anyways, Elon Musk has formally included the allegations made by Twitter's former head of security that it's misrepresentation of the number of real accounts on the platform in his bid to back out of the buyout plan in the official sec filing um must indicated that his camp cited allegations as additional bases for ending the deal the trial for the case is slated to start on october the 17th and should only last a few days given the immediacy of the ruling and acquisition timeline on a related note royal caribbean cruise ships will soon have high-speed internet thanks to the connection with spacex starlink um, satellites must tweeted that the announcements adding the kick-ass internet connection um, coming to um, royal caribbean ships soon So there you go. So with that being said, tech blog The Verge reported Tuesday that Twitter actively considered uh, monetizing homemade porn on the platform where wannabe internet porn stars uh, could collect payment for flaunting it all online. Uh, The plan was abandoned when they realized that there weren't enough safeguards in place to protect against child pornography or other illegal activity. Speaking about big tech real quick, Google has denied uh, Truth Social from listing it on the Google Play Store where Android's users can download the app um they say that the app doesn't have appropriate content moderation policies in place to merit a slot on the marketplace which um was sort of the whole point of the app in the first place so it kind of makes it um uh, makes you kind of start questioning some things and android's users can still get the app directly from the truth social website just not from quote unquote uh we will say the google play store so let's go through some of this. So Twitter at one point was giving consideration to being um, having their own version of OnlyFans is what it sounds like. And then with that being said, they backed out because there was no way to um, moderate some of the stuff. So 
I, I have a hard time with it. I mean, because what are we talking about here? Because, I mean, I when you start getting into some of these weird things uh, in regards to pornography, because it is weird, let's just be, let's just be realistic, um, do you not have some bots that can check some of that stuff out? I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's just too many questions. Too many questions. It's this show, and they just make fun of a whole bunch of people. It's just too funny. It's too stupid. <laughs> Rated R Safety Show. Okay, with that being said, let's talk a little bit more. The Washington Post has a bled subscribers since the end of 2020 and will not be profitable this year according to reports by the new york times of all places the times also says uh that the post digital advertising revenue has slipped about 15 percent over the year insiders say that uh the post chief executive and publisher has considered firing 100 newsroom jobs but the official line in the paper is that it is exploring positions that should be repurposed uh, to serve a larger national and global audience. Good wording there. The Times threw some hilarious elbows at its reporting, including this, Jim. Many news outlets, in addition to the Post, have experienced declining readership since the former President Donald J. Trump left office. But two of the Post's top competitors, the New York Times and the Wall Street Journals, have added subscribers since uh, Mr. Trump left office. So I guess it's kind of one of those weird, iggy things uh, when we start talking about, okay, so what is real and what is fake? Because it makes you questions. Uh, so you're saying that the whole reason then is that Trump should come back, according to you, uh, for you can sell more subscriptions? I mean, it's, it sounds kind of weird when you put it out there in words, but think about it in that fashion. Anyways, uh, Tea Time, the National Center Institute uh, study shows that tea drinking uh, live a little bit longer. So take a listen to this. The study followed by the United Kingdom residents for 14 years and showed those who drank at least two cups of black tea a day had 9 to 13% uh, lower risk of death from all causes. Uh, the researchers say that they adjusted the factors like smoking, drinking, diet, biological, and socioeconomic factors. Uh, the temperature of the tea or adding milk or sugar didn't affect the outcome. So hold on. 19 to 13% lower risk. You are still not giving me in regards of information of this is of a database of how much. Because that might be important to this. Opposed to it just saying, well, half of a certain amount of people. So there you go. Uh, so coming in hot over here, it sounds like uh, LinkedIn is down uh, from the streamer. Hey, I- I'm telling you, safetyfm.com and this click on visual radio. It is so much easier to do it in that fashion. D- just listen. I'm just telling you. We'll get to it at some point. Anyway, let's continue talking. Ongoing droughts in Europe have uh, revealed another historic historic relic. This time, a fleet of ships that were in t- um, well intentionally sunk by the Nazi by the Nazi. Yeah, due at the Danube River as they uh, retreated from Romania. Lowered river levels here have exposed a graveyard of scrap ships, described by CBS News as a rusty hull, a broken mast where um, swastika flags used to fly, the upper deck where command bridge used to be, and barrels that could, um, could have been holding fuel. 
or other even other explosive material uh, lean on the pebblestone dune uh, that emerge from the water. The European Union and the Union Investment Bank are uh, taking advantage of the opportunity to haul the Nazi relics, which would also increase uh, the traffic capacity on the river which separates Serbia and Romania. Officials are worried that uh, the detonating unexploded, um, the detonating unexploded ordnance that's likely still on board. In total, they're hoping to remove 21 wrecks. 21. I mean, think about that. Could you imagine hanging out at the river and all of a sudden you look over and go, holy monkeys, uh, look at all that shit show over there. And um, what are we going to do with it? Maybe that's some of the stuff to think about. Anyways, let's continue talking. U.S. Marshals have arrested uh, a member of its 15 most wanted men, Raymond McLeod has been on the run since 2016 when he was uh, accused of killing a woman in San Diego. McLeod um, was reportedly teaching English in El Salvador. So I guess that kind of puts some things into perspective when you start thinking about it. Anyways, with that being said, let's bring in some John Smalls real quick and let him tell us about what's going on inside of the Market Beat. Here's your Market Beat Minute for Wednesday, August 31st, 2022. Equity traders resume their selling Tuesday, bringing the downtrend to three weeks and the market to a five-week low. The selling intensified under mounting fear the FOMC will not quit hiking interest rates until inflation is in control, and that could mean a very deep recession. The S&P 500 shed about 1.5% at the low of the day, and it looks like it will retest the 3,700 level sooner rather than later. Market fear was stoked by a hotter-than-expected jolts figure. The number of job openings surged to 11.2 million and just shy of record highs despite an expectation for openings to fall to 10 million. The figures suggest economic activity is still hot enough to underpin wage inflation, if not broader inflation, and support the idea of another aggressive FOMC rate hike. The odds of a third 75 basis point hike rose above 70% following the news, and the next FOMC meeting is only three weeks away. You can get the inside track at marketbeatminute.com. Okay, thank you, John, for that information right there about what is going on inside of the market. Let's give a little bit further of a breakdown of what was going on here. Um, The Dow lost about 308 points to close at 31,790 on Tuesday. The S&P lost about 44 points to close at 3,986. And the NASDAQ lost about 134 points to close at 11,883. West Texas Intermediate was trading at about $92.25 on Tuesday. And Brent crude fell to $98.15. The national average price of a gallon of gas was at $3.84 on Tuesday. And Bitcoin lost about $360 $360 on Tuesday afternoon, trading just below $20,000. There were 2,500 flights delayed within, into, and out of the United States on Tuesday with 750 cancellations. So now it looks like Tuesday's a bad day to travel. Over the last few weeks, it had been a good day. Now it seems to be like a bad day. So maybe we'll have to take a look at that as we continue talking. Anyways, with that being said, let's talk about some of the things that are going on inside of the world of the charts. And let's talk about the top five fiction and nonfiction books, according to the New York Times bestsellers list. Taking it in from the number five spot in the fiction category, all good people here. Uh, Number four is Ugly Love. Number three is Verity. And at number two, it ends with Us. And at the number one spot is where the crawdads sing. So there you go. Anyways, let's talk. A, let's talk a little bit on the other side of the equation, which is the nonfiction category. Um, crying in H Mart. At number four, 
Diane, William, and Harry. At number four, Path Lit by Lightning. At number two, The Body Keeps the Score. And at the number one spot, I'm Glad My Mom Died. So there you go, some interesting titles for sure um, as we are talking and taking a look throughout of what is going on inside of that sequence of events for sure. Anyways, let's get into some other stuff real quick. Uh, Many students are still waiting for their pandemic EBT card. Take a listen to this on what Kathy White has to say. Some eligible Virginia residents still haven't received pandemic EBT benefits that were supposed to be paid out last week. The one-time summer payments of nearly $400 per eligible student should have been uploaded to EBT cards already, but many parents say they haven't received them. Officials with the Virginia Department of Social Services say they're aware of the complaints and are investigating the issue and asking anyone who hasn't received a payment to contact them. I'm Kathy White. Oh, there you go. Uh, An array of phone calls or some other kind of method. Anyway, statewide flex alerts are possible during the extreme heat wave that is supposed to last through Monday in good old California. Take a listen to what Daniel Martindale has to say. The California Independent System Operator, which manages the state's power grid, says there may be several calls to conserve energy during peak hours to prevent blackouts. A restricted maintenance operations order has already been issued. Between today and Tuesday, utility maintenance operations will be limited from noon to 10 o'clock at night to ensure all power systems stay in service. I'm Daniel Martindale. Okay, thank you, Daniel Martindale, for that one. Take a listen to this. Police are warning the public about rainbow-colored fentanyl making its way to the Pacific Northwest. Michael Kastner has more information. The Pierce County Sheriff's Office reports the dyed synthetic opioid has been seized at the U.S. southern border and in Oregon. Authorities say they found fentanyl in pill form and pressed blocks, both resembling candy and sidewalk chalk, respectively. The Sheriff's Office is asking parents with young children to be on the lookout for this opioid, especially in public places and playgrounds, and encouraging them to talk to their teenage children about its deadly consequences. I'm Michael Kastner. Okay, thank you, Michael Kastner, for that one. Let's take a listen to this real quick. Actor James Vanderbeek is suing SiriusXM and Stitcher Media over $700,000 after the company scraped his podcast deal. Michael Kastner has more info. According to the lawsuit filed in Los Angeles Superior Court, the Dawson's Creek star started working on the podcast in late April after he and the companies closed the deal that would have paid him a guaranteed $700,000 plus 50% of net ad revenue. Vanderbeek says SiriusXM and Stitcher reneged on the deal on July 8th. He's seeking damages of more than $700,000. I'm Michael Kastner. So let me ask a question. What do you think this podcast was going to be about? Did you think it's going to be about his uh, his experience on Dawson's Creek? Because what else would you expect it to be about? I mean, I'm just kind of curious here. Uh, so let's take a listen real quick to this. A new federal report says that U.S. life expectancy took a sharp decline during the pandemic. Mark Mayfield has more info. Researchers with the National Center for Health Statistics say the average life expectancy of Americans plunged in 2020 and in 2021 from 79 years to 76. The report says it's the sharpest two-year decline in the U.S. in nearly 100 years. It says the biggest drop in life expectancy was among Native Americans and Alaska Natives, whose average lifespans were cut short by four years during the pandemic. I'm Mark Mayfield. 
Okay, thank you, Mark Mayfield, for that information right there. It always makes it some interesting times taking a listen to what you have to say for sure. Um, So there you go. Let's see. It is currently 31 minutes past the top of the hour. So let's do uh, this little thingy real quick. Here is the news on the Rising Bar Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. UN Chief Antonio Guterres says Mikhail Gorbachev changed the course of history as tributes continue to the former Soviet leader who's died at 91. Russian President Vladimir Putin has expressed his condolences. US President Joe Biden called him a rare leader. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson said he admired his courage and integrity and commitment to opening up Russian society. Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak are making a final push to win over Conservative Party members in the race to be the next UK Prime Minister. A final leadership hustings takes place in London later before voting closes on Friday. The winner will be announced on Monday with Foreign Secretary Liz Truss expected to take victory and become Prime Minister on Tuesday. Former Prisons Minister Victoria Atkins, who's supporting Rishi Sunak, says the next administration needs to have a credible plan for inflation to avoid making it worse. It's absolutely critical that we tackle this enormous problem of inflation. Uh, The world is feeling it, the world economy is feeling it as well because of Putin's dreadful, dreadful attack on Ukraine. The impact of the markets and the confidence in the economy has a knock-on impact on, for example, the interest rates that are charged on government debts. The US has announced $30 million of support to help Pakistan, where flooding has affected more than 33 million people and claimed more than 1,100 lives. Rebecca Bunden reports. The United States, through the US Agency for International Development, announced an additional $30 million in humanitarian assistance as floods caused by severe monsoon rains have caused devastation across Pakistan. This has left people in need of food, shelter and drinking water, with a third of the country submerged by flood water. It's expected that it could take Pakistan years to rehabilitate the country following the floods, as roads, villages and crops have been swept away. The United Nations has appealed to countries to help financially and warned that the floods are a clear example of the devastating effects of climate change. The Japanese government's finalising plans for a state funeral for the murdered former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, despite intensifying public opposition. Thesaka Serapala reports from Tokyo. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida is urging public cooperation for the funeral plans. During a near-hour-long press conference, Kishida told reporters he feels a heavy historical responsibility to respond with civility to the passing of Japan's longest-serving Prime Minister. A recent opinion poll shows 53% of the public oppose a state funeral. Local media say the event is set to cost almost $2 million of taxpayer funding, with the bulk of that paying for heightened security for the 6,400 guests and foreign dignitaries. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking today in more depth at the scale of the crisis in Pakistan. Massive flooding that the government is blaming on global warming has impacted at least 50 million people, cost more than a 1,000 lives, and raised questions about the country's sustainability. This is uh, like a calamity. It's like uh, something we never imagined. Sabina Siddiqui is a reporter in the Pakistani city of Karachi. In the mountainous parts of the country, like uh, in 
in KPK, the northern areas. From there, the army has rescued people and brought them uh, to like bigger cities. But in Sindh, 60% of it is submerged and you can't even go with a land cruiser or anything. Only the army has been able to reach there with helicopters and it has rescued people and they have lost their homes completely. Those homes will have to be reconstructed. They have lost their, uh, their crops for now and they have lost their livestock. A huge amount of livestock is uh, uh, is dead. And even for uh, a big city like Karachi, where I live, food security issues have emerged. Like we are having uh, a paucity in uh, uh, supply of vegetables and we might have milk and other things as well because all of this food used to come from the uh, rural areas. UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez said on Tuesday that the floods are like a monsoon on steroids and he launched a $160 million appeal to provide relief for the country. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. To recap the top stories, the UN chief is among world leaders paying tribute to Mikhail Gorbachev, who's died at 91. Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak are making a final push to win over Conservative Party members in the race to be the next UK PM. The US has announced $30 million of support to help Pakistan with flooding and the Japanese government's finalising plans for a state funeral for murdered former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, despite intensifying public opposition. That's the latest feature story news Ollie Barrett reporting. Warning. Listening to other radio stations could cause testicle shrinkage. I'm talking the truth. The WorkY Summit is an interactive two-day gathering that will bring like-hearted leaders together like never before as we discuss ways to better align HR, safety, and operations around one common goal creating the future of work together. Day one will focus on self-performance with talks with leading experts on how to live and lead at our best. Day two will focus on organizational performance with discussions on what we can do together to break down silos and foster action. The Work Summit will take place at Coker Tire Museum in Chattanooga, Tennessee on Thursday, September the 22nd and Friday, September the 23rd. For more information, go to WorksBee dot com forward slash Y summits. That's W O R K Z B E dot com Y summit. If you ever wish that Facebook had a suck it button, you suck. This rock block is for you. Radio. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org slash caregiving. That's aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ed Council. All right, class. Let's hear what everyone did this weekend. 
Jill? Well, I raised my older sister to a big oak tree. It was at least a hundred years old. My mom said I must have set a record or something. And then we went down by a stream and perched up on this huge rock and saw all of these little minnows swimming around way below us. And then I rescued my little brother from an evil slug king who was guarding him at the bush fortress. And my sister and I brought him back to our super twig for for safety. And then we all laid out and told stories until it got dark. And the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? Yeah. We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Anyone want to come this weekend? Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week and find the fun, adventurous you. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. So do you feel like you're missing out on what everyone is starting to do now, that live streaming thing, and you don't know where to start or what to do? I have the resource and the information to provide to you in regards on how you can stream onto 40 social media platforms all at one time. Yes, that's 44-0 social media platforms all at one time. All you'll need to do is go to safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's O-N-E. So just in case, and you'll be able to start live streaming just like you're hearing people starting to do right now up to 40 social media platforms. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. I can't believe it. Mel Bain's story. It's okay. You're going to live. Anyways, 41 minutes past the top of the hour here. Yep. You know how it goes. We do the music stuff when we come back here. This is done with you. Yes, because I am done with you. This song's readily available on uh, Spotify and iTunes. Song's done by Hank Lotion. Yes. Just like you would think. Yeah, Hank Lotion there. You know, anytime that you get to listen to some techno and some house music, some good times. There's other genres that are good too. But, you know, for the sole purpose of this conversation, we're talking about this kind of music. So, there you go. 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 Anyways, so yeah, good fun times right there. Anyways, let's start talking real quick about the most important thing that I will tell you at any point in my lifetime. And I want to make sure that we are extremely clear uh, when we talk about this. Because this is a subject matter that um, should be talked about more often, but it seems like it's not spoken about all the time. You know, some people want to give it a, a month to dedicate to, which this should be a lifetime of dedication uh, to talk about. So let's start talking about this right now. And that's at my friends at 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. They can help you prevent suicide. The Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress 
prevention and crisis resources for you and your loved ones and best practices for professionals in the United States. If you want to interact with them, it's easy to do. So all you have to do is go to their website at 988lifeline.org. That's 988lifeline.org or text the word um, talk to 988. Or you can even go to the um, to the 988lifeline.org and use the chat box. Those are the easiest ways to do that. Um, I always look at this from the standpoint that we need to talk. We need to talk about it not sometimes, but all the time, because it's important to do this. Imagine a world where, hey, if we're not okay with something, if we are not feeling, uh, you know, everything that we normally would feel, and we're having some level of mental distress that we're able to talk about this. Because sometimes I feel like we shy away from some of this based on what other people might say, which I don't think that that's going to be important. I really don't. I think it should be a conversation that we should be able to have of, hey, I'm having a hard time and I'm struggling with this. We should be able to talk about that as you and I being friends. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, that being said, let's talk a little bit more about some other things that are going on. I love how my chair all of a become became a squeaker. Uh, so earlier this week, we were talking about the term quiet quitting. Well, the term quiet quitting has been on the t- on the tip of everyone's tongue and on their TikTok feeds it seems like lately. And just like like that now quiet um now we have quiet firing. Quiet quitting is about rejecting hustle culture and doing your job exactly as described and as expected. What is quiet firing? Well, it seems quite quiet quitting may have been actually developed as a result of quiet firing. As described on social media, quiet firing is when employers want you gone so they treat you poorly by micromanaging you, not including you, or using other passive-aggressive tactics uh, to the to the point that they that um, you want to quit instead of them just firing you. Although quiet firing is currently trending, um, other terms include constructive dismissal and managing out. Ah, so that's what my boss was doing uh, when he didn't give me a raise for five years. I guess I should have taken the hint from back in the day. But that just seems like to be the thing that was going on. And on the other hand, I've been fired before in a way that was uh, definitely not quiet. So I guess that's just one thing to look at when you start thinking about it. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. We did our safety show. Okay, so do you have synthetic milk? Yeah, you heard me correctly there. Yes, synthetic milk. Take a listen to this. We've got synthetic meat, so why not synthetic milk? Apparently, it's a thing that's coming to synthetic milk does not require cows or any other kind of animals. I can have the same uh, biochemical makeup of an animal milk, but it's grown from cells using emerging biotechnology, a technique known as precision fermentation. Synthetic milk um, offers dairy um, milk without concerns like uh, methane emissions or animal welfare. And here's another great thing. Unlike uh, systemic meat, which can struggle to match the complexity and texture of animal meat, synthetic milk is said to have the same taste, look, and feel as a normal dairy milk, although 
um, and it still has a few obstacles to overcome to become a sustainable and viable alternative to animal-based milk. Synthetic milk is not a side by fantasy. It already does exist. In the U.S., the Perfect Day Company supplies animal-free protein, which can be used to make ice cream protein powder and milk. And an Australian company projects um, within seven years, its synthetic milk will uh, be cheaper than cow milk. And in Canada, they're worried about whether they'll be able to buy synthetic milk in a bag. So there you go. And then holding out the synthetic chocolate milk here. So there you go. Once that does occur, I guess we should talk about some synthetic things. Maybe it's just a different version of, um, well of what Ubik has to offer. Maybe we should look at it in that fashion. Anyways, with that being said, I think it is time to do that thing that we do right around this time, which will be bring in John Smalls to talk about the Motivation Minute. The Motivation Minute is courtesy of insurancechicken.com. Today's quote was submitted by Zach. Abraham Lincoln said, I'm a slow walker, but I never walk backwards. I love that. For some reason, this quote made me think of a conversation I had last week. My wife and I have our home in quite a disarray with the renovation we're doing. It seems like this has taken forever, but my friend Chris stopped by, and he was there a few weeks ago, too. He mentioned how much had been done and how quickly we get things done. I was a little embarrassed because I thought it was taking us forever to get things done. I'm not going to lie, that comment also made us feel pretty darn good. Thanks, Chris. This has been today's Motivation Minute, courtesy of insurancechicken.com. They're known for insurance quotes. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. Your favorite motivational quotes can be submitted for upcoming programs at motivationminute.org. Your Wellness Minute is brought to you by alessamorgan.com. When it comes to management of glucose, there are five tools that you can use to manipulate its levels. These are nutrition, exercise, stress management, sleep, and medications with supplements. The two most common aspects we get to hear about, and they tend to be the most powerful, are nutrition and exercise. However, sleep also significantly impacts glucose levels. For example, even short bouts of sleep deprivation, like two weeks of four hours of sleep deprivation per night, resulted in 50% reduction in glucose disposal, which then results in hyperglycemia. And although when it comes to glucose management, it is easier to focus only on one or two things at a time, it is highly recommended to approach this process holistically and incorporate as many of these five aspects as possible to achieve optimal results. For more information, check out alessamorgan.com. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Quiz Hot Shot. During a heat wave, what's more important, air conditioning or air guitar? Um, is it air conditioning? Air guitar. The answer is always air guitar. Of course, the answer is always air guitar. What kind of question is that? Anyways, let's get into some more news stuff because that's what we're here for to talk about some of the things that are going on inside of that world right uh, there. So let's continue talking about some things that are going on inside of the world. Anyways, the Justice Department is revealing prosecutors got a search warrant for former President Trump's Florida home after receiving evidence of 
a likely effort to hide classified documents in defiance of a grand jury subpoena. NBC's uh, justice correspondent Ryan Relly um, says that it's cast doubts on Trump's uh, defense after the DOJ included photos of several documents marked as clearly marked as secret in its late night filing. He just wasn't supposed to have these documents under the law, regardless of their classification level. The DOJ had a deadline by the end of the day on Tuesday to file a response to Trump's request for an independent third party of a special master uh, to review the documents seized and in, in, in the search. In its court filing, the Justice Department said that there are over 100 unique classified documents that were seized in all. Some were sensitive and classified as FBI agent and DOJ attorney needed additional um, security clearance to review them. Justice officials argue appointing a special master would be would impede government criminal investigation. The judge will um, will hear the argument on Thursday. And while she has um, signaled that she will side with Trump, we would soon find out that it's filing change changes her mind. So let's take a listen to that. And former U.S. Attorney Chuck Rosenberg says the Justice Department officials are arguing appointing a special master would impede the government investigation for their criminal investigation. They put on a number of conditions because they understand the judge, despite their protestations, may still appoint a special master. So there you go. It'll be interesting to see that. Former federal prosecutor Charles Coleman says that Trump is asking for an independent party and other requests in the investigation are just stall testing. All of these things are calculated time delays that the Trump team wants to take as they try to figure out their strategy. And then President Biden condemned Trump supporters and threats towards the FBI in uh, in a speech reducing gun violence on Tuesday. And now it's sickening to see the new attacks on the FBI threatening life of law enforcement agents and their families for simply carrying out the law and doing their job. So there you go. Some interesting times, of course, always going across on the country of what is going on. Anyways, a new law is set to go into effect tomorrow that makes Times Square a gun-free zone. Take a listen. The New York City Council proposed legislation yesterday to define the Times Square gun-free zone, and that would mean guns banned from West 40th Street to West 53rd Street, stretching from 6th to 9th Avenues. Folks are reacting. That's a good idea, because guns, you know, destroys everything. I think it's the best that you could think of that should be done. State lawmakers previously passed legislation banning guns in numerous sensitive areas, including Times Square. That was in reaction to the Supreme Court ruling that struck down part of the state's concealed carry permit laws. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. Okay, thank you, Scott Pringle, for that information right there as we are taking a look. Anyways, let me talk about this because I am in Florida, so I have to do my due diligence here. It is uh, so far so good for the U.S. in the way of any tropical storm. Will that last? Let's talk to Natalie Rodriguez. Only three named storms have formed in the first three months of 2022's Atlantic hurricane season, far below the active seasons of years past. That said, trackers at the National Hurricane Center of Miami are eyeing three systems as we head into the Labor Day weekend. One roughly 700 miles to the east of the Lesser Antilles now has an 80% chance of becoming a tropical depression over the next five days. The system would get the name Danielle over the next week if it becomes so. But the good news so far is that none of these three systems is likely to threaten the U.S. Natalie Rodriguez, Miami. Okay, thank you, Natalie Rodriguez, for that information right there. Take a listen to this. A new poll shows that Americans are smoking more marijuana than cigarettes. 
Trey Thomas reports. The Gallup poll released Tuesday shows 16% of people surveyed say they smoke marijuana, compared to 11% who said they smoke cigarettes. 48% said they've tried marijuana at some point in their lives. Cigarette smoking has been trending down for decades. The current 11% figure compares to 45% in the mid-1950s. I'm Trey Thomas. Okay, thank you, Trey Thomas, for that information right there let me give you this information just for the sake of sharing state health officials provided a monkeypox update during a live stream session last night in good old raleigh north carolina kyle wilson has more more than nine thousand doses have been administered so far the rise in cases has been slow and steady health officials say they average about eight new cases each day the infected population is still 99 percent male and overwhelmingly gay or bisexual i'm kyle wilson Okay, thank you, Kyle Wilson, for the information right there of what is going on um, inside of North Carolina. Uh, So there you go. Take a listen to this one real quick. Uh, No date set for a planned special legislative session to strengthen Illinois' abortion rise. Governor Prisinsker said that legislators are hard at work. The legislators are hard at work now, I think you know, in working groups. In fact, working with uh, Planned Parenthood and many other pro-choice organizations to make sure that they can craft the legislation that we need. Okay, so there you go. Prisoner announced that the plans are a special session in the coming weeks, and the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade in June. However, that timeline was extended in the coming months in July. So just some stuff right there as we are talking. National Eat Outside Day. It is a great day to get outside and enjoy a nice meal. Take a listen to this. National Eat Outside Day has been observed every August 31st since at least 2006. There are plenty of ways to celebrate, whether it's a picnic with friends or family, a barbecue, or on the patio of a restaurant. It also coincides with National Trail Mix Day. The healthy snack is usually filled with nuts, dried fruit, and grains. I'm Trey Thomas. Okay, so there you go. National Eat Outside Day could be a thing for you if you're so inclined to do so. Anyways, with that being said, let's talk about some things that happened back on this date, in case you want to know some of that, because we can talk about that real quick, because that's a relatively easy thing to do. So back on this date, let's take a look at the year. Back in 2009, Disney buys Marvel Entertainment for $4.24 billion. That's $4.24 billion. So there you go. Anyways, talking about some birthdays for today, Ember Moon turns 34, Ryan Kelly, 36, Mickey James, 43, Jeff Hardy, 45, uh, Scar Jackson, 46, Mark Webb, 48, Debbie Gibson, yes, that Debbie Gibson, 52, and Richard Gere turned 73 today, just to name a few birthdays out there. Um, if you're looking at some days of the of the year to um, celebrate, here you go. Uh, we already talked about the other one, so National Trail Mix Day, National Matchmaker Day, uh, and National uh, Golf Instructor Day. So I guess, you know, some days to really celebrate if you're so inclined to do so. If you need a random joke for today, I got one of those. If I wasn't a golfer, I would still be miserable, but not as miserable. If you need a phone starter for today, try this. What is really popular now, but in five years, everyone will look back and be like totally embarrassed by it. I'm going with lip fillers. (laughs) Uh, What else? If you need a conversation for the water cooler, try this. 35% of people say that they have this in their wallet. What is it? 
a business card from someone else. You even carry a wallet? Well, no, good for you. Uh, so there you go. That's where you can pretty much sum up our time together today. If you want to come hang out and go over to RadioBig.fm, I'll be hanging up over there uh, for the next couple hours or so doing the music thing. If you're so inclined to come out, hang out, and do all the fun stuff that we get to do over there. Anyways, besides that, that's going to pretty much end our time. So thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM and Radio Big, and that is the listener, because without you, we couldn't do what we do around here. So if I can leave you with a deep thought for today, I would love to leave you with this. Success comes before work only in the dictionary. Think about it. I know who you are. Duh. You know who I am. Love you. Meet it and goodbye. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.